previously on the Dice Girls. This is a very important box, but it's very, very important that you do not open the box. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe I should focus on Bahamut while I meditate too. Uh, this, this, this dude seems pretty cool, and he's a dragon. I mean, you gotta mm-hmm. like the dragons. Have you heard the good word? <laughs> <laughs> I had a wonderful time this evening. Me too. Thank you, thank you so much for uh, for coming out with me. I, I, it was lovely. I, I had a great time. <laughs> so, so yeah, the three of you uh, spent a couple of weeks at the at the scuttle, and you were training. And uh, one afternoon, Bilric gathers all three of you into his office, and he says, "For your very first mission." You're going to be going undercover. You're going to be infiltrating a highly dangerous tiefling cult. You leave first thing in the morning. What's the plan to get into the tiefling cult undercover? Will Rockna get to say goodbye to Bart before she leaves? And most importantly, who is Mark? You're about to find out. With sugar and spice and a roll of the dice, you're listening to The Dice Girls. Um, I'm going to guess that the three of you probably maybe slept a little fitfully, whether it was from a combination of excitement and fear and and whatever else you're feeling um, about going on this mission this morning. When you wake up the next morning, um, Bilric has been knocking on your door to wake you up and uh, he tells you guys to get ready and come and meet in one of the um, meeting rooms, one of the more private meeting rooms uh, at the Scuttle, which surprisingly you guys have discovered over the past couple of weeks training here is a lot larger than you would expect uh, from from just a glance. Uh, a lot of it is underground, um, but it's a pretty sprawling kind of uh, hideout. Um, and Bilric asks you to come to one of those one of those meeting rooms. We go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, when you walk into uh, when you walk into this meeting room, um, you see several people sitting around a table. Um, they all look up at you as you walk in. Uh, of course, you see Bilric. Um, Romulus is there. Uh, you see Rixie. She's sitting at the table as well. Um, Talon is sitting at this table. Nitra is there. And you see an unexpected face at the table. You see Verstum sitting at the table in this room. Verstum is the guy at the playhouse? Yes. Okay. Yes. He is the half-orc who runs the playhouse. Okay. And uh, they they greet you as you walk into the room. What ho! Rachna's brother is here. <laughs> this is exciting. I guess we've been over this. It's not Rachna's brother. Um, I think when Rachna, I think when Rachna and Talon see each other, they like high five, <laughs> right? Like that's Talon. I dig that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Talon would totally high five Rachna. Like, he's like, "Yo, what up?" Man? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, Versum kind of like blushes a little bit at Trigus's silliness and just like he just kind of shakes his head and smiles. Good morning, Trigus. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Bilric Usher or like points for all of you to have a seat at the table, and he says, "Well, uh, good morning, guys. Are you guys um, are you guys about ready to to venture off on this? Not gonna lie, pretty risky adventure. Yes, we are excited. <laughs> we could call it that. Oh, I forgot I was working on a voice for Rachna. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> okay. Um, 
Hang on, I have to like. No, you're, my, you're to, good. Yeah, yeah. I have to like vomit. <laughs> yes. Axes. <laughs> I love this warm up so much. <laughs> Sunflower dress. <laughs> Sunflower dress. <laughs> where where are they? <laughs> axes. Axes. <laughs> yes. So you guys are, are pretty excited to go on your on your adventure, yes? You could call it that. Well, um, I do have, you know, a, a little bit of information for you guys, of course, before you go. We're not going to send you in blind. Um, about eight months ago, the gnomes started disappearing and... Um, what we've been told is around the same time, the town of Timbertide experienced a surge of tiefling visitors, which was a little unusual um, because tieflings usually try to keep to themselves. They they don't really trust non-tieflings very often. It's it's a little unusual. Um, and, and a lot of them even wound up moving into Timbertide, which was even stranger. Um, and so we don't have a, a lot of information about what's going on over there. It's just that there's been there's been a couple of people who've sighted some gnomes wandering around Timbertide, but not for very long. And and the surge in in tiefling presence there just makes us wonder if there's any kind of connection. Um, so we uh, we after after Verstam here and invited us to. Uh, come stay at the scuttle to for our safety. We uh, we kind of started investigating pretty quickly. Uh, Talon here has been going over to Timbertide for the past several months to kind of scope it out and see what's going on. He's going to be coming with you on this adventure um, because he knows Timbertide pretty well at this point. He also has a contact over there. Uh, there is a tiefling that he's been able to kind of make friends with named Guile, and uh, he's going to introduce you guys today and and hopefully. Hopefully you'll be able to kind of work your way into this this tiefling. Uh, well, we don't want to call it a cult before we know what it is, but but all indications point to some sort of uh, religious activity going on over there with uh, with these with these tieflings. Do you guys have any questions? Wait, <laughs> who is coming with us? Um, Talon, the dragonborn who's trained with Rachna. Oh, you would know him. You've spent that, okay. You've spent okay. a couple weeks. You've been at the scuttle for almost a month. Um, yeah. So Trigus would know. Trigus okay. knows Talon. Okay. Um, I don't. They probably get along pretty well, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now that I think about it. Well, before we uh, before we send you over there, we kind of want to have some sort of a plan. Do you guys have any suggestions on how you could maybe? befriend the tieflings without erasing their suspicion. Uh, our, our team, we kind of have a plan. It's a little risky. If you've got something better, we'd love to use it. I would like to try singing to them. I don't think... We don't know that much about tieflings, I don't think. Um, I, our plan is probably no better than yours. Um, when Trigus suggests singing, um, <laughs> Rixie kind of like snickers a little bit. <laughs> like... She thinks it's adorable. <laughs> um, Bilbert kind of just like shakes his head a little. Um, all right. Well, well, that's fair. Um, I don't know if you guys are going to like this plan very much. Um, have you all ever heard of the Mark of the Betrayer? I have. <laughs> You've heard of the Mark of the Betrayer. I've heard of it. 
It is a, you know that it's a mark that it's a mark that is given to people who have pretty strongly betrayed um, others. Um, and it's, it's kind of an older magic. It's not used very often anymore, but people with nefarious purposes will definitely recognize it. And what the mark is, is it turns your pupils, uh, the red and black bullseyes. Um, so everyone who looks at you can tell that you're betrayed someone. Uh, so, so Mara, you've heard of the mark of the betrayer. So, so, you know, you know that it bears some pretty serious mm. weight behind it. Um, for the two of you, um, who haven't heard of it, it's, it's a it's a sign that you have betrayed someone pretty grievously. Uh, it's an old magic, and our idea is to give you three the mark of the betrayer, and have you convince the tieflings that you've betrayed the gnomes in some way, so that maybe they will trust you enough to let you in. Yes, I love it. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, is is this going to be permanent? It's, it's not permanent. Um, there is only one person who can remove it, and it's the person who gave it to you. So um, we're going to have uh, Romulus here. He's already kind of got a mechanic set up to... Uh, he's, he's already got an item that's ready uh, for you guys. And uh, once you've finished your mission and come back, he will be able to remove the mark, so it won't be permanent. Okay, I, I mean, I don't, I don't have any better ideas. I think that could work. Anybody else have any thoughts on the getting the mark? I'm just excited. I don't know who this mark is that you speak of, but I would love to have different colored eyes. I think it would be an, an amazing change. <laughs> All right, that's fair. So our our plan our plan here is that we're gonna we're gonna give you the mark of the betrayer and. Uh, you guys are going to tell the tieflings that uh, you're going to kind of be mixing truth in, I think, with a little bit of fiction. You're going to tell them that you found some gnomes in the Carmia Caverns and that the gnomes gifted you with a little trinket in exchange for your silence. Um, but little known to you, as soon as you told the first person about the gnomes, uh, the trinket was a cursed item and it caused all of your eyes to change to have the mark of the betrayer. And so, uh, understandably, now you three would be pretty upset with the gnomes for doing something like that to you. Um, and so we're hoping that that will be enough to convince the tieflings that you are ready to be on their side and help them kind of do whatever we suspect they might be doing to the gnomes. What do you think? Does that sound sound okay with the three of you? Does it, are there any other suggestions or different plans? Uh, no, I think I think that's... That sounds good. Maybe we also tell them that we went back to the caves to try to uh, take revenge upon the, the gnomes that had marked us, and they were gone already. And so this is our, our next step to seeking out our revenge. Maybe that way they would believe more that, that why we were coming to them. I like it. I like that a lot. And the other people around the table are all kind of smiling and nodding. All right. Well, uh, if you three are ready, uh, we're going to leave the room uh, so you that we don't also uh, get the mark of the betrayer. It's going to be a little unpleasant. Oh, no. And we apologize for that. <laughs> but it's all for the gnome resistance. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's that? 
What does that mean? <laughs> uh, Rom, Romulus kind of Romulus stands up at this point, and uh, and he uh, you notice now that he is holding the same box that he had tasked you with taking to Claire, and he says to you guys, "In this box is something." Uh, that I told you was going to help out the gnome resistance greatly. Uh, truth be told, it was a test to see if you could, well, follow directions and be trustworthy enough to uh, to help out the gnome resistance. When you guys, when we leave the room and you guys open this box, you're going to hear a loud shriek. You're going to see a blinding bright flash of light. Uh, and then when your vision returns to you after a moment, you're going to have different colored pupils uh, and eyes you're gonna have the mark of the betrayer um it, nothing else unpleasant just the, the shrieking is going to be very loud um it's it's gonna be pretty unpleasant the blinding light is not fun to deal with whatever you do do not break this gemstone that's in this box it will not end well for you if you do yes <laughs> Yes, we are to break the gem oh, in the box. No, no. Romulus right. shakes his head. No, 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 no. no, no. no and no hands the box to Rachna. Ah. Okay. Rachna's eyes have been huge, like, the entire time since he pulled out the box. Uh, and she takes the box and she holds it so firmly. <laughs> and then just slightly out of trigger system. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, Rachna is holding the box, and the uh, everyone, everyone kind of, uh, they all stand up from the table at the same time, and uh, they file past you to walk out of the room. Uh, Versum kind of pats you guys on the back, and uh, you know, uh, Bilric wishes you good luck, and they leave the room and shut the door. <laughs> so okay. now we break the gem. I guess. <laughs> how, how do we do this? Ragnar scoots the box a little bit further away from Tegas. <laughs> I guess we are not going to break the gem. When do we meet Mark? <laughs> We're going to meet him in a few seconds. Okay, I am ready. Mark does not want you to break the gem. Oh, I would not. I would not go against Mark. Okay. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to offend Mark. Oh, I love Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Is there like a latch on the box or anything? There is a small latch on the box. It's not locked. Okay. Uh, Ragna's nervous and she fumbles with the latch. <laughs> I don't... Guys, are you... Are, are we sure about this? Yes. Magna? <laughs> yeah. Magna is sure. Okay. All right. And, and she's real tense. <laughs> uh, and uh, she finally flips the little latch open and and just kicks open the box. As soon as the box, even like a crack opens, you hear the most ear splitting sound that you have ever heard. It's louder than the, the shrieks of the shriekers that you heard in the Carmia Caverns. It is absolutely terrifying shriek. And it just fills, it seems to not only fill the whole room, it also seems to be coming from inside your head, which is just a very scary experience. Uh, when the box is fully kicked open, there's a hugely bright flash of light, and the three of you are temporarily blinded. I did not like that song. <laughs> Please tell me the song will not repeat. Can anyone see? <laughs> My dark vision is not working. Do I still have dark vision? <laughs> Rock is gripping the box really firmly the whole time, um, and I think she goes to try and, and close it once the lights flashed. 
Or once she's blind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I kind of want you to roll me something for that, but I don't know, blindly closing a box shouldn't be too hard, right? Well, it depends on how much Roll me force a dexterity box. check. Oh boy. <laughs> Seven plus one, eight. Okay, yeah. No, you you close it, and um, I'm real glad that's a seven, because from over here, it looked like a one. Oh. <laughs> that gemstone would have broke on a one, y'all. Oh, <laughs> Just saying. Oh, oh, my God. Just saying, critical failure, that oh, gemstone would have shattered. Wow. <laughs> you would have dropped the box, <laughs> and it would have shattered. Yeah, you uh, you close the box, and when you close the box, the, the, uh, the shrieking stops. Um, you're still, you're still temporarily blinded, but you can see it's starting to fade. You're starting to get your vision back again. Oh. I fixed the latch. <laughs> latch it up. Magma, your eyes are, are glorious. Rachna, oh my. Do I also have beautiful eyes? I think they're, they're like targets. Yes. They're wonderful. That's the mark of the betrayer. Mark, yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I wish I had a mirror. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, Um. so yeah, so all three of you have the mark of the betrayer now. Your eyes are red and black bullseyes. Come on down to the Nine Hells, ran by your favorite blood-boiling demon sorcerer, Sabuk Shimuko, where we've got deals on your favorite cocktails, the Sabuk Sangre, Eshes Ashes, and everybody's one and only favorite, the Anisetative. So it's a rash that won't go away? Yeah, yeah, no, I think I have something for that. One second here. Hey, I'm Aniset, and welcome to From Ash to Cash, where we carry elixirs, potions, and all your alchemical needs. What are you looking for today? Hey, I'm Mona. Thanks for stopping by. I uh, gotta get back to training the girls. We're working on unarmed strikes today. But uh, come back later this week for the grand opening of the Nine Bells Brothel Dojo. May Lister bless your seed. Follow their adventures through Malak, the city of sales, on this Pathfinder playtest podcast that we call Wheel or Woe. Two fresh new verses dropping every Thursday afternoon. Hey Dicelings, it's Becca, your Dice Girls Dungeon Master, and I'm here again for another solo. First of all, I want to say sorry for the audio issues that we had in this episode. There were some places where it was really quiet, so I had to amp up the volume a bit and that increases the background noise. Blah, blah, blah. You're not interested in that part. But just so you know, we are still trying to figure out the best settings for the new mixer that we got last month. So thank you so much for your patience. Hopefully it doesn't sound too bad. I want to say thank you to everyone who's listening and tweeting about us using the hashtag the Dice Girls. People like at Perplexed Pirate, at Matt underscore James 76, and at Roll of Bliss have been tweeting about us, and we appreciate it so, so much. Speaking of things that we appreciate, we want to say a huge hello and thank you to Michael Osnowitz for being our latest patron on Patreon. You guys, we are posting behind-the-scenes stuff on there almost every single day, so give it a look-see at... A look-see? Who says that? Go check it out at patreon.com slash thedicegirls. One of the things we do post on our Patreon every month is a Q&A session with questions from listeners like you. So if you've got a question for us about our characters or the show, you can tweet it at us at thedicegirls or send it to thedicegirls at gmail.com. 
We want to say a huge thank you to everyone who participated in our 1K giveaway. We've announced the winners on Twitter and contacted them, and they'll be receiving some pretty fun goodies from us really soon. Thanks also to Dark Elf Dice and Tabletop Loot for making incredible items that we can get for giveaways like this one. Okay, without further ado, it's time to get back to the show, and I'll chat with you guys next week. There is a small knock on the door, um, and you see Verstam peeking in uh, after after the shrieking has stopped, <laughs> and uh, he kind of peeks his head in the door and says, "Are are you guys all all right in here?" Yes, look at us. <laughs> we are magnificent. You've been uh, you've been given a pretty serious mark. Uh, it's a big risk for you guys to take on this this mission, and I just want to thank you very much for being willing to do so for to help out the gnomes. You're hey, welcome. Wait a second. Isn't Talon coming with us? Yes, Talon will be coming with you. Shouldn't he have been in here with us? <laughs> Talon, uh, Talon is going to come with you to a point. Uh, Talon is going to come with you to help introduce you to his his tiefling friend Guile. Um. I don't know that Talon is going to accompany you the entire mission. He has work that needs to be done here as well, still. Uh-uh. Okay. okay. But that's a good good question. <laughs> good good observation. Just, just a little indignant. <laughs> good observation, Rachna. Um, uh, can well, uh, I don't want this box anymore. Will someone please take it from me? <laughs> Verstam smiles at you, and and he gently takes the box. Says yes, yeah. We'll we'll take care of it. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Uh, we're gonna uh, send Talon back in, and you guys are gonna head off uh, back out to Narstad, and then as soon as you're ready, head start headed towards towards Timbertide. So uh, you should be there shortly after nightfall. It's just a day's a single day's journey to Timbertide. So uh, again, thank you so much for for everything, and uh, I wish you all the best of luck. Thank you, kind sir. <laughs> and uh, Verstam turns to leave the room, and uh, and then Talon comes uh, into the room. Uh, he looks a little shocked when he sees you. He wasn't expecting. I mean, he knew you were getting the mark, but uh, it's it's quite a change. Um, and and he looks a little shocked. <laughs> Dudes, <laughs> have you seen yourselves? <laughs> That's wicked serious. Master Talcum, have you have you enjoyed our eyes yet? That's what I'm talking about, dude. They're great. Yes. I love them. Let's just get this over with. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, yeah, let's, let's go. So um, Talon leads you out of the scuttle and back to Narstad the same way that Rom did uh, um, now at this point several weeks ago. Um, and you, uh, after you exit that, that secret hidden tunnel, you find yourself standing in a back alley, uh, in the Neaths in Narstad with Talon. And, uh, he kind of looks at all of you and says, well, uh, do you guys, y'all need to do anything before we head towards Timbertide? Yes, we need to go say goodbye to Rockna's boyfriend. <laughs> Talon raises his eyebrows a little bit <laughs> and looks at Rockna. That's that's fair, dude. I don't blame you. Let's let's go. Uh, do do our patchwork cloaks have hoods? Yes, I pull up my hood over my <laughs> eyes. Good call. 
Uh, yeah, rock not follow suit. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I should probably, um, I should probably buy some new potions. Uh, I've, I've got some, we've got some errands, so we should run real fast before we leave, if you don't mind. Not at all. Let's go. Where do we need to go first? Uh, well, let's hit the apothecary so I can get those potions. Okay. All right. You guys head on over to the apothecary. Um, Talon kind of walks in front of you. He makes sure that he goes in the door first. Um, and he greets the elven man that, uh, you remember seeing several weeks ago who brewed you the potion to make you immune to the wildflowers. And, uh, he, Talon walks in ahead of you and you hear him basically explaining to this elven man that, like, you guys are, are with him and it's okay. And the elven man looks a little confused until the three of you walk in and he sees your eyes and his eyes get really big. Um, And he looks at Talon questioningly and Talon just like holds out his hands and and nods and says, no, it's okay, dude. It's okay. They're, they're good. And, and the elven man looks a little hesitantly, um, but he, he, uh, he, he asks the three of you, uh, what, what, what can I help you with today? Oh, we, uh, we would like to be immune from death. That's a pretty big ask, my friend. I don't think even I'm capable of something like that. We'll take three. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) he looks at Talon again and Talon just... Talon just kind of shrugs and looks at Trigus like he's kind of used to it by now, but it's just still, he just, uh, (laughs) the elven man looks at the two of you, uh, Rachna and Mara, for some guidance here. Uh, Rachna hates this. (laughs) I mean, not, not because of Trigus. I think she kind of like, can't help but like snicker a little about Trigus, but... This is uh, super uncomfortable for her, and it's like dredging up bad memories of of having having to have someone explain her presence before before she walks Ooh. into a room to mm. so that no one will be shocked when they see her because Aww. she's big and green and and that just wasn't normal where she was from. So. Yeah. Uh, so she's super uncomfortable right now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Mara's a little uncomfortable too because she spent her whole life trying to blend in, and now that's that's not blending <laughs> in anymore. So definitely... she's just kind of like keeping her head down. Yeah, and her hood up. So it's like, don't look at me. Yeah, you guys are definitely not blending in right now <laughs> at all. Um, the Elven Man says, "Well." I, I don't have... What did you ask for, Trigus? Uh, to be immune from death. Well, I don't have any death immunity potions, but I've got some healing potions uh, for sale if you guys are interested. Absolutely. Uh, how much? Well, our healing potions are, are normally uh, 45 gold pieces, um, but I'm going to... Uh, for you guys... Um, and he winks. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna make them twenty for just for today. I'm now broke, but I have plus one potion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so make a note of that on your sheets. Is there anything else I can help you guys with today? That's it for me. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right. Well, uh, good luck in whatever you're whatever you're doing. Thank and you. Talon kind of 
does a little bow and you guys leave the apothecary. All right, dudes, where do you need to go next? To go see Barney. We need to see him before we leave. <laughs> Rockman tenses up again. <laughs> so, dudes, I've been thinking about that a little bit. I don't know if your boyfriend, I don't know how he would yeah. feel about all this. And he kind of, like, gestures to his eyes. Uh, if we need to go there, that's fine. I'm, I don't want to go in. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that might that might be for the that might be for the best. Yeah, she'd be mortified. She'd be horrified about him seeing her like that. So, especially just with the reaction they had with just the uh, potion master, the apothecary. Mm-hmm. So she definitely wouldn't want to go see Bart right okay. now. So. Yeah, that's yeah. Because I mean, I know he's a good dude and all, but uh, I don't. As far as I know, he doesn't know anything about our club. So uh, I wouldn't be able to explain anything to him. Could we give money to Talcum so that he could go in and buy the blow? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll grab whatever you need. Okay. I yes, like Bart. Please. He's a good fella. Here's some money. All right. Trigus gives Talon the correct amount of gold and Talon goes into the blacksmith and comes out a few moments later with a blowgun and 16 darts. And hands them to you, Trigus, and says, Man, I hope you've got good aim with these, because if you hit one of us, it's going to hurt. Uh-oh. Oh, that hasn't occurred to me. <laughs> I will make sure that, that you all stand back as I as I blow. <laughs> no. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Talon Snickers. <laughs> and, uh, all right, is there anywhere else we need to go before we leave town? Uh, one more stop, please. Yeah? Uh, I need to go see Claire. Ah, all right. A good, a good, a good quest, for sure. Claire is a very interesting lady. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind asking Claire a question myself. So, uh, so, yeah, let's head on over to Claire's. And, uh, you guys all walk over to Claire's hut. And she steps outside as you get there, and uh, she doesn't look shocked at your eyes. Um, She just kind of smiles at the three of you. Ah, I see you are back. Uh, Yeah, you knew we'd be coming though, right? I did. So you know I have a question for you. I do. Should we go inside then? Let us go inside. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, um... All right, so do all of you go in? Yes. yes. Okay, and Talon also uh, follows as well. It's a little crowded in her hut with all five of you now in there, um, but she sits at the table and gestures for all of you guys to sit down as well. And um, when you do, she kind of looks around the table and uh, uh, says, um, please, please understand, I, uh, I will require payment this time. And I will only answer one question apiece. If that is agreeable with the three of you, we can, the four of you, we can continue. I got you, ladies. (laughs) I have 59 gold. (laughs) Well, I do not require gold. What I'm asking for is a favor. Uh, One favor, I don't have anything in mind yet, but at a later date, if I come to you with a favor... It will be considered repayment for the answering of your question. Does that sound fair? Yes. I'll do anything. She raises her eyebrows a little bit. 
And Talon, uh, Talon also nods his head in agreement. Okay, one favor for one question. Who would like to go first? I would. Yes, uh, I would like to know why Magma sings in her sleep and doesn't seem very musical when she's awake. sleep and I forgot. <laughs> you snore, so you yeah. can't hear her. Yes. Mar sings in her sleep oh, now. Yes. Very lovely. I would love to hear it during the daytime. Oh no. <laughs> Claire smiles. <laughs> uh, she is very amused by this question, you can tell. I would suspect there's a great deal you do not know about your friends. Especially oh. Mara. Oh. Maybe you should get to know them a little better, and you will find your answers that you seek. Confusing. Yes. I think Mara's just, like, like stiff as a board. Like, she, like, frozen like she cannot move. Talon, actually, uh, he kind of, after your answer, he, he kind of, like, raises his hand a little bit, like, <laughs> you guys mind if I go next? He he kind of looks down at his hands for a minute, and you can tell he's a little bit nervous. And he looks at Claire, and he asks, "How do how do I know if following a specific faith is is better than just general spirituality?" And it's like a really deep question from Talon. Like you guys have never heard him. He's all like dudes and bros, and like this is a pretty uh, deep question for him. And you can tell it means it means a lot to him. And and Claire also obviously knows that it's very important to him. And she smiles gently at him, and responds, "My friend, there is no better or worse when it comes to worship." The real question lies in whether or not you choose to answer. And Talon looks a little more confused <laughs> than he did before. <laughs> but he he kind of nods. Yeah, all right, I expected something <laughs> like that. That's fair. <laughs> and Claire looks at Mara and looks at Rachna. I don't think Mara is going to risk asking a question. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Mara. I know you don't have a question for me, but I do have a message for you. Oh, no. The name of a thing is just as important as the thing itself. The name you have chosen means so much more than even you know. It completes a puzzle forgotten to time. What? She looks at Rachna. Rachna wrings her hands a little nervously. <laughs> um, Claire nods encouragingly at you. She's been kind of looking down, um, but when she asks her question, she looks up and she looks Claire in the eyes. Um, and she says, Is my father alive? Mm-hmm.